ATX Artist Social listeners, thank you for tuning in to episode three of season four of the ATX Artist Social podcast. I am your co-host Tyson Davis, and along with me we have Lolita Rodriguez, Marta Diaz, and we are your hosts. <laughs> Due to this pandemic and Texas relieving the restrictions, we are recording live here today. We are at Austin's Winery. With Marcella. No, damn, Marcella. Marcella. Say your last name for me, too. It's Colavecchio. Colavecchio. Yeah. Marcella Colavecchio. Yeah, see, every single time Tyson Tyson fucks up the names every single time. Yeah. To it. Yeah. Part of the comedy now. With Marcella Colavecchio. And she is showcasing her art today here at the market. We have a lot of amazing artists outside. They're painting murals and... Uh, doing a lot of a lot well, they were of painting. Stuff. They were painting uh, like barrels. Barrel, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, pretty dope. Those barrels for like tabletops and you know where they drink and uh, have the water and everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, awesome. it's pretty dope. See artists out there creating and creating something really new. And stuff, yeah, you know, and so we're really happy to be here, yo. This is our first live recording, so we are really popping the cherry here with our first live recording. You know, <laughs> Lola, we just got a big sip of drink, so I know she's ready to talk, like. I had to get water, man. I don't really go outside, and I feel like going outside, walking around, like I'm drinking like a pound of water. I'm like, this, my body, my body's like, no, go to the couch. <laughs> like, go to the couch right now. This is too much for you. But yeah. Gotta hydrate. Yeah, well, you have to hydrate regardless, but I feel like I'm drinking an obscene amount of water. Like, too much water you know how you drink too much water and you're walking around and you like feel it you like feel it you like feel it like moving around your stomach and everything so you're just all like now bloated and then you're walking around and you're like but i'm hydrated but i'm hella bloated (laughs) so even then you're just all like (laughs) <laughs> Let me lay down on the couch and you too much water. Though. But even if you're laying down, it's like yeah, you, <laughs> like a water bed. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. laughing you hear the sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> but then you just hope that nobody else hears it. You're just all like, does somebody else hear that? But you know your kid's gonna yeah, yeah. tell you. Your yeah. kid's gonna be real quick and they're gonna be like, what's that noise? It's like. Oh, yeah. That's the one. Like, no, 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 just go away. Let me live, let me live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at the market, it's a really nice market, yo. Martha, what have you saw here at the market? What What is really, like, catching your eye here? Well, come my eye is various artists that we've already interviewed. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to see them and be able to communicate with them in person and see their work in person. It was great. Yeah. I think that was really good. I feel like when you see us on Zoom, we're still kind of, like, not real. And then, like, whenever you see us in person, you're just like, oh, yeah, hey. Or sometimes we're not even recognized until we, like, introduce ourselves. And they're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you saw my whole face, right? In the Zoom. It's me. I'm real. Yeah. <laughs> I'm real. Live in the flesh, right? Yeah. Like, hey, real. Yeah, and I mean, it's rare, though, like, that we actually get to interact with each other. Like, yeah. Like, personal, you know? I think we had, like, a bunch of interactions whenever we were first coming out and we were doing our events. And we had our first event at Native and we were gearing up for the next one. And then Martha wasn't even, like, part of the team. So yeah. that didn't happen until we got into quarantine. So then it was just like us four being together we did that photo shoot i think was the first time and even then it was like very like 
Quick, like, yeah, we're like, gone. Touch each other. <laughs> touch each other. Mask back on. Hot bag, yeah. Mask back on. Wait, some of the photos, I wasn't even touching anyone. It's just, it was like a delusion of like, yeah, it looks like I'm touching <laughs> <laughs> But we're just from here. Yeah, quick shout out. Shout out to Lucero for that. Yeah, Lucero. Lucero always studio. comes through for us, you know, with that photo shoot, with the uh, creative mixtape. Uh, so shout out to Lucero. Big ups to you, you know, and mm -hmm. creative entrepreneurship. We're really proud of her. We can shout out Delanae's here today. Right? Yeah, Delanae's here. Then there's Leah. Leah's here. Sam, Sam. Sam is here with Mixed Hughes. And we stood, there's a lot of great artists here, and they also have paintings up that are on the barrels, which is really nice. It was really nice touch to that, I too. It's a very creative way to set up the artwork. Yeah, most definitely. And this is a great place, too. So, like, if y'all have nothing to do, I know that um, I did some live clips. And if you're here, if y'all have nothing to do today, come out. But if you're listening to this, when it comes, the podcast comes out, don't. <laughs> come out because we will there will be like just remnants of us right. but, um, <laughs> of what we used to be of what we used to be i'm sure that they're they're putting on events once a month or something like that well it's still a nice monitor yeah like i feel like uh we need to be showing all of these local businesses some love by like trying to put on things to get them money to get them people to come through so like don't be scared like maybe if you hit them up and like you talk to the to the owners and stuff like that that they'll be able to work something out if you want to put on an art show if you have an event there's a lot of uh, businesses here and i believe there's other ones that spray tx i believe and events there too and all within the same little area which i think is yeah great. yeah we love this spot over here right now yeah, it's over here, say Elmo, south of 290 on the west side of 35, but still considered the east side of Congress. So, so whatever Austinite you are, you, it's whatever you'll consider it to be. But it is south of 290. You can't change that fact. So, okay. Yes. Yes. Letting us host here, you know. I think the only thing I want to bring up is that. The news that's coming up is that there's going to be a market for Black Makers Market, and it's going to be April 24th, and it's going to be at Black Pearl Books. If you're looking for a future event to come up, there's that one, and it's all uh, Black Makers and Creators, so go out and support the Black community. Everyone that has a hand in it is a POC, so come out, support. There'll be 12 vendors there, and um, I think Black Moms ATX will be there, too. What was the name of that? Um, you said Black Pearl? Black Pearl Books. It's, Black Pearl. So Black Pearl Books is... I met her vending. She sells all about black culture and black writers, authors of books. It's all of her inventory. It's like young writers, um, some historical things that they, I got a bunch of children's books from her that pretty much has it like the historic, like cartoonized historical uh, black leaders. So they have like a male version and the female version and they cartoon, they have it cartoonized or animated the whole entire series and it's super cute. Bastion had no interest in it whatsoever. I tried my best. He's like, who are these people who care? You like quiz them on him. It's like, he's five. So I'm like trying my best. But to, it'll stay in his mind, though. Hopefully. Like, once he gets older and he starts to see, like, ooh, I stopped reading. I, well, I stopped reading those, like, 
kids books to them like really more dense books and like something with some substance in it to actually make them fall asleep right yeah because then he's just all like blah blah he's like like running around and so i'm like are you retaining any of this because then he's just like i want to watch the movie i'm like then you're gonna be talking off the movie and then but this book is way better like let's talk about this book though and he's just like no has like no interest whatsoever so I'm just like struggling reading and I feel like that's giving me time to read because I don't have time to read like when you like to read and you don't have time to read because you have this person like choking you all day like I've never been choked so much without my permission in my entire life I didn't want to put that out there because I'm like getting choked like you're drinking water choked you're like eating food you're getting choked and I'm just all like, listen, I have a neck. Yeah. I mean, you know, you gotta understand. It's gonna it's be rough, child, tough. Yeah, you know. No, I have a little girl just like they're that rough too. And tough too. It's, they yeah. love being piggyback ride, like mm -hmm. carried around. One yeah. on the other one on my back. Or, That's a lot of energy. Yeah. You can't be face to face. It's just all like butt. <laughs> and like them climbing up <laughs> your face. Yeah, it's all like balls and everything getting dragged across my forehead. And it's all like, I'm on you. Hey. Like, hey, it's like, I didn't want to do this today. Like, I just wanted to, I just sat down yeah. to drink some water. Yeah. Not to carry you around. So, like. That's how he shows you he loves it. I know. Yeah. I try my best to, to convert it to that in my mind, but it doesn't at the initial point. I'm just all like, I literally throw them off. Like, I'm just all like, get off me. And then I think about it, I'm like, that's your child. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sorry, it shouldn't have been on my neck. <laughs> You can sit next to me. Yeah, yeah. Great friends. Yeah, yeah. Can we be over here? And it's like when I want the love, you don't want to give it to me. Then when I don't want it, uh, you're over here. Y'all know. <laughs> Y'all know. know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> you know, we could go all day about. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mine too, yo, Lord. I, I feel for you. I There's four. A, I had a tough week, but you know, moving on to, into our interview, we want to talk to Mar Marcella Olavecchio. Cola Vecchio. Guaranteed not to get it right, you know. But well, hey, we the charm. To, uh, do. Let, us do, let us give a warm welcome to, to Marcella. Marcella. Woo! Thank you so much for having me. Yo, Marcella, Marcella, how are you? How are you? I'm doing good. Awesome. I'm having a crazy day. But it's been great. <laughs> and it's full of work, obviously. We see, you know, you come and set up with a market. It's not one of the easiest things to do. It's yeah, because like, you set you set up all of this, all like of put all this on. So your curated event. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Somebody didn't read the memo. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm applauding your curatedness. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. Creativeness and actually being able to get all of these artists in one place because there is a lot of talent here. Yeah. Um, but for our ATX artists, social listeners who don't know you, I want to give you a chance to tell them where you're from. Yeah. Uh, how your roots brought you here to Austin. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm originally from Stanford, Connecticut, over on the East Coast, and I visited Austin quite a few times before moving here, and I just love that the city was so open and welcoming. Like, up in Connecticut and New York, like, it's just, like, everybody's, like, on their own path and, like, you know, just not as open and accepting of, like, weirder art or anything like that. Like, I call Connecticut, like, the sailboat city, because, like, mm -hmm. everybody just wants paintings of sailboats in their house. Like, that's just the way it is. 
Like even in their house, they don't even have like no culture. Oh, that'll kill me. No, it's just all landscapes and sailboats. Like so, I just yeah, like towers, like things like that, like waves crashing. Or are you? You saw those people that always stand at the edge of the pier. Yeah, and it's all like we're holding hands, we're fishing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like all Bob Ross style mm -hmm. landscapes and like Bob Ross. yeah, that's Bob Ross is the started. man. Like, yeah, I'm not hating on Bob Ross at all. Yeah, He's the man. But I just know that that area wasn't going to cultivate all of my work and really bring it to the next level. So my partner and I were both artists. We came to visit Austin like for a week, and we were like, "This is it. This is the this is the place." So we just. Six months later, moved here. Um, How long have you been embedded here? About three years. Three years? Yeah, three years. Three years. And then, like, two of those have been totally fucked, or is this the fourth one? Two of the years have been totally fucked. Oh, damn. I hate hearing that, because I feel like... You get to miss you, out. You missed out on like the glory of Austin yeah. and how it was before it happened. You oh, just yeah. got here when the shit hit the. I'm like, <clears throat> I'm not saying that there's not a lot of cool stuff that's happening right now. Like in one year, you can't fit everything. Yeah, yeah like there were yeah. so many things. There's so many. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I did get to go see ACL. 2019 was cool. Like yeah. I was good for 2019. And then 2020 was like, I, we used to go to concerts like four or five times a month. We were just always out like seeing different bands and just taking part of the music and everything mm -hmm. and then like 2020 rolled around it was like no concerts <laughs> yeah like hit the brakes you know <laughs> you can't even like even like friends that you got and like you're just exploring them too it's just like you can't even do that now it's like everybody even though how you act when we were in 2019 your whole personality I feel is different in 2020 yeah. and now from now on because you're just like to the point where you're just thinking you have to learn how to socialize again yeah you have to learn how to socialize again then you also have to stay calm uh, cautious of things then at the same time like hey I'm a different person now that I got to sit sit and be alone with myself <laughs> I'm like oh shit like wait a minute this yeah. is who I am yeah like this is who I am like you know <laughs> for you to bring out that COVID series I yeah. know COVID has like sparked a creativeness in yeah series that is like in representation yeah of yeah yeah I have all the paintings that I made in 2020 are actually of myself so I'm the artist and the model of my work um, photographer which, also yeah photographer as well and like I learned a lot about myself and I became more confident in 2020 as someone who grew up with a lot of like body positivity issues like mm -hmm. I just was never comfortable in my own skin so like model for myself for an entire year really changed my perspective on myself you have to my work. yeah well do you think it was because how people received your art that gave you the confidence or was it just how like you viewed yourself as you were painting yourself it's definitely the way I viewed myself because I never felt worthy enough to be a model you know like you kind of like or the way I grew up, in, like in Connecticut, was the, the models were all like muscular and they have like the perfect body. And then like here I am, I'm like, well, I can't get anyone to model for me, so who am I going to use? It has to be me. I didn't feel like I had the self worth before. Yeah. To really, you know, be able to paint myself and then to put it out into the world, you know. Yeah, I definitely learned that there is no actual perfect body. Yeah. Everybody views <laughs> beauty in such a different way. Mm -hmm. I see beauty in one way, he sees beauty in another oh, exactly. way. Yeah. Hold up. Yes, yeah. Oh, here we go. We got him started. Get my little two cents in. Stretch marks are way sexier 
than yeah. any kind of plastic surgery. I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm gonna leave it alone. Don't mind down plastic well, surgery though. Yeah, like, I'm just saying. You know, the some women. Skin, you know, yeah. I know somehow sometimes yes, it's necessary. But I feel like whenever you get comfortable, no matter what you do to your body, whenever you feel comfortable, it's up to you. As long as you feel comfortable in your skin and you're not doing. Than confidence. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And they're saying, you know, you're just probably not your own type. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. Someone's going to see you beautiful and you yourself just don't see it yet. And so, again, you, sometimes you draw yourself. But you then you put yourself those. on campus like that yeah. and it's now everybody can experience it. I didn't know this was you. Yeah. I just see a beautiful yourself. piece of artwork, yeah. you know, and, and, it, and, well, it, and it makes amazing, it makes sense, right? To be able to put yourself. So I want to throw this out there. Anybody that wants like semi-nude uh, photos of Marcella in their home, just scurry on down yeah. <laughs> to her shop. Imagery of her confidence. Yes, her goddessness, her glory. No perv. <laughs> no, I mean, if you perv, who cares? She, she got the money. <laughs> we don't care after that point. As long as the money hits Marcella's pockets, whatever happens after that, we don't want to know. You keep that within your house. We're good. But we just want to know that she got she got the money. Yeah. Right. Listen, we just want to know she got the money. Right. Well, can we talk a little bit about the small bitch canvas? Yeah. Oh, that's uh, the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> I love what I read about it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was actually one of the first paintings I made of myself uh, on canvas. I really just wanted to be incredibly real to the people who were going to be starting to look at this this new body of work that I was going to create over you know the COVID time. I first started out thinking about ways that I would look at myself in the mirror. So like doing things like holding different parts of my body or like smooshing them together to like look thinner and stuff like so I would do that like I've done that my whole life like just pinch at parts of me that I didn't feel comfortable with. So that pose is really sort of one of those poses that I would used to do every day you know just to be like oh I have you know a spare tire. It really is a pose I feel a lot of us tend yeah. to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a exactly. Piece, even for a man viewing it, yeah, know? like because I can understand how we do our bodies. Because men do it too. That's the reason why we work out and yeah. do push-ups all the time. And you know, men have that same complex mm -hmm. as well. You know, but when I see a piece like that, I can get in tune to what you were feeling, yeah. like why you were creating. Yeah, it, you and know? I think that's a really great point because um, you know I can only really paint from my perspective, but men also face the same things with like toxic masculinity. Um, with having to act a certain way and man up and, and do things like that. So it, there is really another side of that coin that men also face. But I, with women, my main goal is to take women and put them in positions of power because women are viewed as vulnerable. With that piece, I wanted to put it in a more powerful stance, like kind of in your face. Maybe I have this spare tire, but that's fine, you yeah. know, kind of thing. When I paint women, I always put them in a position where they feel like almost like an idol or a sense. Even when you named it Smile Bitch, I felt like that was just all like, bam, in your face. Yeah. It's like, if you got a problem with this, go on. <laughs> like, you know, that's what I felt whenever I was, like, when I even saw the title and before I started reading into it. So I like, I feel like you conveyed that really well by the positioning and then like the story behind it and the name that just the title like you could go off the title alone alone and it would tell like a whole entire story that's awesome Thank can we go ahead and talk about the colors that you use when i was reading about it i realized when you're saying you didn't want to take away anything from it being still a strong piece 
an empowered woman, yeah. an empowered person behind it, and still be able to use the fact of colors within the story to Yeah. So the colors that I use, I'll preface this by saying, like, I'm really inspired by cinema and cinematic lighting and the color of, like, psychology of color that filmmakers use. Like, when you're watching a movie, they have a certain mood to their sets. So I try to apply, like, the same thoughts, like, and principles for filmmaking into my paintings. So, like, I'll choose colors that everyone can associate a different color with a different emotion. Like, yeah. so, for example, like, red is, like, often, like, thought of as, like, either anger or passion or, you know, love. And they're normally associated with those adjectives and the way that you describe them. So I think about that a lot. Like, I think about, like, the emotion that I'm trying to bring forward. And then I choose my colors based on the psychology of like how people associate emotions with color. I like have like you know my own lighting setup, I use color gels, I have different color light bulbs that I put on and do like little strobe lights with different colors to try to figure out the combinations I want to use. I was going to ask you about that, like if you photoshopped any of the color settings or if you use lighting. Yeah. Yeah, I used to use Photoshop to test different color backgrounds, but I don't anymore. Now that I have like all of the lighting equipment I need, like I never have to really go into another program. Yet. So do you think that it is easier to have the right lighting opposed to doing all of the work in Photoshop? Yeah, for me, having the right lighting is Okay. Yeah, if I have like a, a color changing bulb with like 20 different colors on it, like I can choose can play, what yeah. I want to play with, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I never have to go into Adobe and like switch out a background or anything like that. That was just all like busy work to me, so. And this is just you getting the photo for you to paint. Yeah, like, yeah. this yeah. is not even like, you could get the photos and do the photographs and have those be a, a statement for your work too, just because they're so artistic. But you're only taking these photographs and getting these lights and stuff, so you get to paint. Yeah. For, you get, for you to pay, like yeah. I feel like when people look at art, they don't think about that. Like they're just like, oh, they just paint this. They just came out of, like out of your head, and like I feel like I would think that too because I'm not a painter. But just the fact that my husband paints all the time and I see the process—that's the only reason why I understand it. Yeah. But I know that if I didn't paint, that I would be like okay yeah they just probably found some reference or something and not even would have made the connection with her just because i don't think that if you're not in an art environment in your home you don't understand art like the all the steps the prepping steps yeah unless yeah. you have a unless you have a passion for it then you'll go and discover like anything that you have passion for but like if you're just going and you just see art like someone that's just like has nothing like you're just like, oh, okay. Can I ask a little bit on your art educational background? Yeah. Yeah, I actually don't really have any formal art education. I was in a special program in high school for kids who had like an affinity towards art. Um, mm -hmm. And my high school was awesome. I went to a public school in Stanford and our teachers were able to strike a deal with a local college um, that was very Renaissance inspired. So they did all Renaissance training. Like, oh, wow. Modern training. There's no computers on campus. It was all like very like if you went to Italy and went to Rome and sat in an art class in Rome, that's the way they were studying. Yeah, you're doing sculptures. Yep. And, uh, oh wow! And this was in exactly. high school. It's like this was in, in high school, and basically the deal was that like one day a week on Wednesdays we skip school and go to this other school, and then we would sit in on an eight-hour drawing class. It was taught by an amazing master draftsman named Dean Keller, and he was 95 years old. 
Oh, wow. He's an absolute master. Like, he has a book that he wrote about drawing the human body, and it's like $400 on Amazon. It's like really sought after. So we did that program for two years until he unfortunately passed away, and then that program just diminished after, it diminished after that. Um, when I was like, you was like, yeah, I was all like, man, you were lucky. Yeah. And then I was thinking too, it's all like, they just didn't think about like maybe contacting another artist yeah. to continue it on. And tried. then it was nothing. It was a lot of like professors that were very young and just starting their careers. And then, you know, you can't replace that like almost 100 years of drawing experience. Yeah. That's real. You know? Yeah, that's totally real. Yeah. So I learned honestly everything about drawing the human body from those two years and then just kept, on, just kept doing my own and what grade was that that was a uh, junior and senior year of high school oh man yeah yeah it's a pivotal point and yeah. i understand where your background a little bit because i started off without any kind of structure yeah. or any kind of guidance for our listeners and all our viewers out there like what is that key moment where you knew with or without training that this was the path for you this yeah. is what you wanted to do i feel like i i always kind of knew um because art has always been part of my life but i did have like a, like a decade where i was so lost for not going to art school i felt like i was never going to make it i felt like i was never going to be able to network with the people i needed to network with that i wasn't going to get the education that i should have had like yeah. I, I really felt like i was going to be behind the curve and that it was going to take me forever to catch up. And so, I need to find out you're way ahead. <laughs> no, I don't think that. Because I was all like, we were doing hella stick figures. I was all like, I, I did some drawing in high school, but I was more on the tech side of things whenever I was in high school. But I just feel like the system in Texas is not the same. Once I hear other people and I'm like, you had that in high school? Yeah. I was mad that they like had came with laptops and stuff after I had graduated. I was yeah. just all like, they're giving me out computers. Right. No, I felt the same. Like, <laughs> so, so, like a, one painting, or that pushed you there, or was it like? It was, created a series or what was it? It was like, so after like about a decade of just feeling really lost, in 2017, I decided like kind of out of the blue that I wanted to go get my MFA. And like, I just wanted to try. Oh wait, what is that? What is that? That's a master's in fine arts. Okay. Yeah. I was all like, you got to say that. Yes. I was all like. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, teach him a woman. I was like, what is that, please? Yes. So, like, I wanted to do, like, animation at first. So I tried 3D animation. Then I just realized it wasn't really for me. And then I tried illustration. Also, really wasn't for me. Like, I just felt very out of place in the school environment that I was in because I was so used to the other environment yeah. where it was, like, very Renaissance-focused. It was not digital. It was just your hands-on, you know, with class. I just felt very out of place. So after that was when I was like, you know what, I just need to stick with my guns and just, you know, do what, you know do what do. I know how to do and just do it better. What feels um, good. Too. Yeah, do yeah. what feels good. And I felt more at home with painting after that, with realizing that like maybe school wasn't the factor that would bring me far in my career that like maybe it's just me being self-taught and just being disciplined and doing it every day it's gonna bring me forward so 
after 2017, I was like, I'm just going to do my own thing. That and is my own <laughs> So do you do this full time or do you work or what's the situation with your art? Is it like something that you do on the side or yeah. is it something that is like a main source of income for you? I consider myself as doing art full time. I do work during the day. I'm in the tech industry. I studied tech in college. I know how to code. I'm like a weird engineer, but my uh, after 5 p.m. from 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. I'm working on my art. So I'm still a full time. I probably sleep maybe five hours a night. Yeah, that's the that's the artist yeah. life. Yeah, like Tyson, like me and Martha are always texting at like four a.m. Yeah. We're just all like, hey, like this quick question. We've been working the whole entire time because like we have to mom yeah. during the day, so it's yeah. like, it's like we can pretend like we get on Zoom and we'll pretend like we're trying to work like yeah. every every other day. We're like, like we'll talk. It's more like the topics of what needs to be done, what hasn't been done, what needs to be fixed, and stuff like that. And as soon as the kids are asleep. Okay, bam, yeah, this is yeah. 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 So we're like zooming through the day and we're like, she'll be cooking, I'm cooking. We're like, <laughs> wrestle the kid over here and we're just on Zoom. We're like, hey, but we need to do this and we need to do that. And then we're like, okay, cool. And it's all like, as soon as it cuts off and we're just like, she's like, I'm going to get, we get off the Zoom to put our kids to bed and then we're like, work. And <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to have to work. Yeah, it's full. It's full. And no matter what it is, it's like, even if you feel like you're working during the day, don't think that you don't have time to at least do something. If you have time to sit down, watch TV or do anything of the sort, then you have time for art or you have time for your Even passion. Even a stroke or two of painting. Yeah. yeah. That, that's yeah. one step forward into finishing your project. You don't have to complete it. Yes. Like to that. piggyback on that, I, I spent maybe an hour and a half the other day just sorting my paperwork just like going through yeah separating mail getting my bank statements yeah, yeah. Like, that's the thing too that's real yeah. that's that's, that's real too. yeah that's real too because even if you don't like you're doing your your like you know your arts like side hustle full-time there's still paperwork mm -hmm. there's still like things that you have to do like social media and that's all this other stuff yeah <laughs> That's that government coming in. And this is gang in the world. Yeah, and this is government time, guys. This is like government time. Like, listen, April 15th, get them taxes done. No, they they have a delay due to everything that's been going on. I think it's until June. Okay, because I was like, I didn't know if they were going to do a delay this year. I got an email saying I didn't get no damn email. I feel like it's because I'm black. I got it in the mail. No, it's not. Did I not get this email? I just did it. Don't do that. We can't blame everything on being black. I did. Black does have a lot to do with everything. So let me just... I was like, you like black-handed some shit? You're like, it's not all that black, but it's black. It's not all black. Tell us a little bit about your background. I know your name has a really strong heritage. Yeah, he fucked it up a couple of times. He's just like, nah. Give us a little uh, insight on your background. Yeah, so I'm uh, full Italian. Uh, my parents are immigrants, and I'm the only one born here in the United States. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are you an only child? So, so. Yeah, I'm an only child. Oh. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm an interesting individual. Yeah. <laughs> only child? Wow. I haven't met an only child that wasn't spoiled. Uh, I, um, excuse me? 
Are you trying to say my son is spoiled? Yes. yes. <laughs> God damn. I can't gain no time. I can't take a step of my dream. Because I used to sit in. I used to sit in. Grab your mom. And not get a butt whooping. Yeah, I don't know. Even if he did have siblings, he'll spoil himself. He loves himself. He's confident, which is great. That's good. He's a great kid. He is most definitely. I started to realize it when I would go in his room and he's like in the mirror and he's all like, Bastion's so cute. I'm like, who are you talking to? <laughs> He's already talking to his therapist. I'm like, who in the hell are you talking to? I know nobody, mom. I'm like, Oh, okay. And you just like creep out of the room and it's just like, yeah, I got an early child. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Girl, I don't have to worry about him. If somebody, like, I'll put him out in the environment too before COVID happened. And when someone, like, I feel like somebody says some really shitty things to him, like another little kid, I'm like, let me see how he acts. And he's just kind of like, meh, do my own thing. Yeah, he's all like, I don't need you. I got myself. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I'm like oh thank god I was all like I don't know if I could do because I'm like already a rough person and having to deal not saying that it's a bad thing but having to deal with the child with the low self esteem I think I'll be terrible at it like I'll be horrible like I'll be the worst and mother I alive help, like help you know he understood like sometimes in life you just have to have that strength in you yeah I feel like a lot of things that we're doing and stuff you don't know who's watching you yeah. like even with not even thinking about kid aspect just people in general like you're out and you're doing stuff and you're being about and like if you're not living your life full people see that like they'll see that so like they'll even see that even if you're not even emoting like sadness people see it the energy that you have the, yeah like I, I strongly believe in that too so like I always try to stay positive around Bastion, even though, like, some days I feel like shit. Like, I'm just like, oh, I feel like shit, but just roll around and be silly and, like, be goofy because, like, he'll remember that. It does. It does. I'm in the creative process, like, a lot of times, like, I get frustrated with painting a piece. Sometimes I just have to trash it, just start throwing paint all over it, you know, and then let that energy out. And then I can come back and refocus, you know. Have you ever had that happen to you, like, where you painted something and you're just like, I don't like oh this. Like, this is trash. I have so many paintings I want to repaint. I also had that experience in, in school when I was going to, like, those classes where I've had professors tell me, like, this isn't that great. You should probably start over. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's okay. Like, I, I, it built a lot of, like, really good tough skin on me. Now I hold myself to a higher standard every time, like, I paint something or I put something down. That really does say something. I, I do notice sometimes when we try to critique people to just let them know our point of view sometimes they take it personal and that's not what it is and that's definitely something with the tough skin like you're realizing when people speak they speak to you the way they speak to themselves yeah so that's so it's kind of what you have to pay attention to it's not about you yeah. they're just letting you know what they themselves that's are that's a big step to accomplish yeah. as a creator right because <laughs> mm -hmm. i mean we spend so much time creating that we sometimes we don't want to even put it out to the world mm -hmm. you know but it, we had, sometimes it takes me about six months or something just to be okay with it mm. to be like okay somebody else can see it yeah. yeah okay i can move on you feel good about it yeah yeah you can step away from it i feel like we got to be like water you yeah. know like when people throw oil at you let, it, let them throw oil at you, you know, but if they throw salt and sugar, like something that. that can stick, you know, you take in what... I just what feel like it, it's how you're taking it in to make it negative or positive. Yeah. Like, just because it's socially viewed as something negative, 
doesn't mean that it has to be taken in negatively. Like anything that if someone takes the time out to say something to you personally, there's a reason why. So and like we're artists, and yeah, we're about our shit, you know. Yeah, I do have Don't to agree have to about that. Away. Yeah, <laughs> throw it out the window. Go onto the painting, just leave it there. Yeah, yeah. throw that emotion out on the canvas and your book and your writing and your dance, whatever. Or tell them when you do things like take pictures of yourself naked, which yeah. I've never done. That has to like Lying. really no no no. That. that has yeah. to like give you. Tyson, you never send out a dick pic to some. Don't lie. Back in 99. Why you lying? I never take a picture of myself, nigga. Stop lying. You know, to be able to put yourself out to the public that way. I love thinking that like my nudes are up in galleries now. It just it makes me feel great. Yeah, that's I was like. Man, I would be like, can we touch on the galleries that you said? Yeah. 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 Coming up. I'm excited about that. So I'm currently showing at the West Chelsea Contemporary on 6th Street. Hey. I've got a nice little 16 by 16 painting in there. Uh, and then they're opening up the, sh the same show in their domain space. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have two large paintings there. So congratulations. Oh, nice. Yeah. And what day? Are we looking for an so, Is there a projection? The one on 6th Street is open until May 9th, so anyone can go in. There's no appointment needed. You can just walk in and look at the exhibition. And then the domain one is opening March 26th. That'll be opening night. And they're going to throw out like an Eventbrite with tickets and RSVPs for that one. Because like, okay, the nice. one on 6th Street blew up. Like it sold out. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, currently, I want to say currently at that gallery, they have some cause pieces. They have yeah. some retinas. They have some more from some local artists. They got Dolly. They have, yes. Andy Warhol. They have um, some variety of great pieces. Yeah. Oh, nice. So it's been really cool to like have work in those galleries. I never thought that I would be showing with Andy Warhol. <laughs> yeah, that must be like an amazing finish. Just like, oh man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, my like, bigger. Yeah. <laughs> a little moment when I was looking at the catalog because I'm in the same like at the beginning like they have like an index of all the artists and I'm mm -hmm. in the same line as Salvador Dali and I'm like uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling. Big-headed right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just get the house just all like next painting. Big old head. Yeah, like I am feeling myself. <laughs> Your aesthetic is definitely in that realm. Also, yeah. I love what you're creating. Thank you. You, you are, you're working in layers. You're building your pieces from background up. Yep. I can tell. Like uh, I'm an artist, so yeah. I kind of got these things in. Like you use a lot of contrast in your mm -hmm. work. I think it deserves to be in those spaces. Thank as you. Well. I have a question about one of your pieces. I had to check it to make sure. <laughs> Are you putting like saran wrap around yourself and then like on your face? Yes. Yeah, so, so I want to know. Okay, that's one question. This is a question on top of that. Whenever you're doing the color, right? and you're trying to snap the picture and stuff, are you trying to get certain angles with the creases and stuff on your face? I'm not trying to be like too strict about it. I use like holographic saran wrap when I do those pieces. So mm -hmm. like the lights that I use will cast different colors, colors. Yeah. like through the, the Oh, okay. So like that's the actual like colors that come through from using that sort of holographic type of material. Which is oh, okay, yeah. I didn't. Very yeah. I was like, I didn't know there was a difference. 
<laughs> I was all like, there's different surround wraps. Yeah. Because, I, I, you know, I worked in the kitchen, so I, like, only know of... I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I was like, I was all like, wait, wait, wait a minute. I was all like, I, I haven't heard of this before because... They tend to use those for, like, baskets. Yes. For... Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Girl, I didn't know. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I need Instrumentic plastic. I was like, that's all I know it as. Like, I didn't know that it was like you could get it. Do you, are you getting it as a big thing, or are you just Bro, actually right? getting? Big thing, yeah. It's a, dang, I didn't even like know they. Michaels, it's like a 200 foot roller. Or whatever. Well, I feel like, of course, they have to have this because if they're mass producing the Easter baskets and stuff, they have to have like an industrial size of it. Me not thinking that far and just thinking of just like mm, consumer use. I'm like, so you just had a little sheet of it. <laughs> So you just have the Easter size basket sheet and you're just all like, you know, that's where my mind went. Yeah. It's interesting because those cellophane pieces are actually in West Chelsea. And I had a lot of questions about like, why? Like, why would you wrap, wrap mm. yourself in cellophane? So growing up European, you're, when European women go out, they go out like to the nines. Like you have mm -hmm. to get ready. You have to do your makeup. You always have to be wearing heels, a dress. Like there's a certain way you have to look when yeah. you go out in, in Europe, your best, um, yeah. especially in Italy, even if you're going to the grocery store. That's and a lot of women like take cellophane and actually wrap their stomachs and like areas of their legs so that they look thinner in their clothes and that they could fit better in their clothes. See, I knew that trick more like to help you sweat yeah. and help like help you reduce your body fat. And stuff. Yeah. Like, well, I just feel like that's just like a yeah, like I feel like that's no, just a cultural work. difference. You know, like those sweat. Uh, but I feel like it's, it's too. Like, yeah. Other other friends that are from Europe and they do the same thing. Like for any formal occasion, if they don't have a corset they'll wrap themselves up you know like i can just imagine the sound as you're yeah. moving around <laughs> yeah, and then it's just like you'll be i'll feel like i'll be so sweaty yeah like it's just like listen i just feel like by the end of the night by the end of the night when you're trying to be all sexy and take your clothes off it's just going to be like a little like a uh, <laughs> ring plastic ring that's going to be like a yeah, that's why women go that's why women go it's like oh i need to freshen up and you're just in the bathroom like your feet hurt when you wear high heels but you still wear them you know type of situation it's that's how i see it and yeah exactly yeah most definitely yeah and i think women go to the furthest extent for fashion and beauty to feel good to feel good um, yeah i mean and i understand that you know i can see that because as a man there's certain things that i don't want to wear because I don't think it's flattering, you yeah. know? I don't, I don't want to wear those things. But I feel like there's so many less options with men's clothing that oh, I yeah. feel bad. Like, I'm just all like, you can only have, like, three or four styles, yeah. <laughs> like, men's clothing. There's so many options with that, women. That's the one great yeah. thing about Austin is it really doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 It does. It does. Right. Yeah. yeah. I do agree with that. I feel like Austin really pushes the envelope when it comes to clothing and, like, there's some shit I'm just all like, I didn't think that would work, but it works. <laughs> What though? There's so much. I don't want to say weird. So I don't necessarily find it weird, but there's I don't so think much it was weird, yeah. push. They're like, okay, let's push the boundary just a little bit more. Oh. There's that boundary. There's a new boundary. You know, there's no seeming to it. That's yeah. just so great. I mean, but I, yeah. who doesn't love that? Like, you can wear what you want to wear and be, be accepted, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, and I feel like Austin, this is why this is the my favorite city in Texas. So far, yeah. No, no, I'm been. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm being, I'm sorry, all of the rest of Texans. <laughs> Listen, Austin is 
I want to say the best as far as, I won't even say like in a race perspective because yeah. I feel like it's different in each place just when it comes to race. Just culturally accepting. more accepting of people just because there's so many people from all over the place. Yeah. Like I feel like it's because it's just a melting pot of people. Like there you hardly see any original Austinites. The problem I see is how much we're growing in the amount of space we have. I agree with that's that. My, that's my problem is just we're expanding up and on yep. top of each other and that to me is going to cause a lot of more crime just because people get tired of being cramped we need space we need well i don't know because when we go into crime <laughs> dallas is dallas has been number three strong but how big is dallas like in the sense of the amount dallas of but listen the, dallas is weird right because dallas is like dallas actually is really small the problem that people think that Dallas is huge is because all the surrounding cities are considered Dallas and they're not. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? When you look at Dallas, Dallas is not very big. They're literally in Dallas, the tiny little Dallas <laughs> has the highest crime rate in Texas. I don't know if it's, this was the years back, but number three in the United States of murder, murder rate. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just like... <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I was like, I wouldn't go that far because... Beautiful art district. No, I'm saying in the future. They have amazing... They've got a lot of art money up there. Yeah, they got a lot of art money. And they don't have a melting pot like Austin, but still yet that their crime is so high. I just feel like the people that Austin attracts, it won't get there. Yeah. That's because we're more artists and we want to feel like... Yeah, like I feel like... the only blue city in Texas. Like one of the major blue cities in Texas. Oh, I don't, I, I don't know about that, but politics type of that. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? I, I try to say that I... Yeah, I was like... I try to know as much as I can, but then, like, I, it's too much. Like, I feel like it's too much because it's just, like, I feel like there's something wrong with blue and red. Like, there's something that I find negative in both sides. So it don't matter what, there's some consequence that we have to deal with, which ever side we choose Agreed. yeah so i'm just like uh and then they'll be like oh well you're a liberal and blah, blah, blah. i'm like listen <laughs> i'm a non-labelist <laughs> one extreme or another yeah just all like listen why do i have to be something like, <laughs> i'm just here chilling and talking to you like <laughs> damn <laughs> you know that's why yeah. i think every single time like you get into that like whole realm and you're talking about that stuff it's just all like no let's just agree that we like art together like we like this thing together like we're doing this thing like why do we have to get that deep about things and i feel like austin is like that like even though there are people that are like strong about things and like oh women empowerment or like poc and stuff those things are happening but like when we get into conversations and stuff it is a strong presence but we are still able to talk to each other does that make sense? Like, I feel like they're really friendly and like, yeah, there's a lot of, like, we can all find common ground because like, even me traveling to different states and stuff, like, people are rude as hell. Like, they won't even, like, if you say one little slight thing that's wrong, it's just like, you are done. Like, they don't want to fuck with you anymore. Like, they don't even want to talk to you. So it's just kind of like. This city 
obviously opened me up to public art. This yeah. is like my first time. Most definitely. Public art. Like, that's one of the main reasons I chose to move here, because of the public art source. Have you been involved in any of the public arts here in Austin? I would say, like, mural-wise, like, not yet. I am working on some projects with our collective, you know, that we put together this show with. Which is? The Unknown Collective. The Unknown Collective. <laughs> We are basically a very small group of artists, like organizers. We really want to sort of shake up the, the meaning of an art collective. So like instead of having like a set group of artists that are always doing the same things or painting the same places and things like that, we want to rotate artists. Basically pairing like emerging art like with people who are very new to Austin or just very new to art in general, like to putting their art out there with artists that are like very seasoned and that know how to do certain things, like know how to paint murals, know how to sell their art to galleries, things like that, to help them with like their growth. But another sector that we, we have is art focused on social change, art that focuses on some social issues that we either have locally or nationally, um, and how art can help change perspectives or sort of create like a space for empathy. Like, for example, one project that we're working on now is like a homelessness project that's bringing more awareness to the, the homelessness issues here in Austin. How can we use art to create a better understanding of what, you know, these people are going through? And how can we document that through art, like either through photography or painting? Or maybe we create murals, like, in areas where they're living, you know, in communities and stuff like that. So we're trying to, like really sort of think of like out of the box like as far as like what public art means in Austin because generally it's always like let's do this mural to beautify this community but mm -hmm. you know what is that changing like in our community yeah exactly in the community address, yeah. you know like the things that we're going through as people as humans so that's the way we're trying to yeah, yeah. the community does get lost a lot of time yeah in mm -hmm. the public art yes the message is there but who are these people that, who are these faces, you know? And, yeah, and, and what, what is the solution to the problems in whatever community we have that we, we see yeah. as a problem? That's... Or even like with homelessness, like back in Connecticut, you know, we always used to go visit New York City and there's, you know, a large homelessness problem in New York City and we used to put together packages for homeless people like, that we would see and all about like bringing more awareness because a lot of times like homeless people feel invisible. You know, like they don't have a face, they don't have a voice, they're just existing in this sort of ether of the community. Being able to give them something where they could elevate their voice is, is really important to us. That is awesome. Yeah. And that's Thank the you. Unknown Collective, right? <laughs> unknown Collective, yep, Unknown Collective. Y'all go and check out Unknown Collective. Is there an Instagram for that? Yes, it's underscore Unknown Collective. Underscore Unknown Collective. Y'all go make sure y'all go check that out. And um, any other uh, organizations that you've been working with lately that you want to give a shout out to? So far it's been mostly just us working on things, but we have artists that come from like Polis Creative, Polis Interactive that we've worked with. A lot of our community used to hang out at Polis and just have like a space for themselves and be able to create, you know, art there. Polis um, is? Polis is basically like a nonprofit where it provides studio spaces to artists that don't have studios. So do, are they in like one location, the studio? Yeah, so they were on Tillery Street. They're no longer together because of COVID. They weren't able to sort of keep their space. So, oh, okay. So it's a group that basically is temporarily disbanded at the moment, and but they're participating with us and helping us out. You know, they've given us walls. They've helped us set up events. You know, they've come through and... Do they have like a lot of supplies and 
and stuff like if someone was looking or like willing to partner or yeah. what in their space they used to have it was mainly just the space right and then artists would bring their you know materials to go work there so they'd bring a sketchbook or an easel okay. and their paints Paint. and things like that yeah. and they could set up anywhere they want and just you know do whatever they want they would have like create nights they used to have figure drawing nights where you can like work with a model and, and do that so they were really providing opportunities to artists that didn't didn't have the so are they just temporarily not together because of the time or are they going to try to do something else or i think they're temporarily not together because of covid the space that they had was quite large but it would get pretty packed because yeah. it was like a big community. Mm. I think that for now they're temporarily disbanded and just sort of working on other projects until they feel safe enough to, to reopen and, and to be like a community space again. Can we talk about some of your future projects? Oh yeah. <laughs> like as an artist I'm always trying to learn new things so mm -hmm. I'm doing a lot with my lighting and learning more about photography and learning more about cinema so I've been working specifically on a portfolio of pieces that is really focused on that's something that I'm going to be hopefully working with the, the warden art agency to sort of put out into the world to see if anybody would want to like hang it up in their homes you yeah. know but again guys like I said before <laughs> We're going to revisit. <laughs> if you want any of this stuff, travel on to her shop or go to yeah. one of these shows and show support. Come to show support. If you don't got the moolah, show the support. Yeah. That's the same as spending money for oh, a painting. Yeah. Yep. Follow on Instagram and share. share. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So without... If you ain't got the money, like, somebody you know might... Without us getting out of the, the realm of this, we're going to give Marcella... Marcella. <laughs> Damn! We're going to give Marcella an opportunity. How many times do we say her name? Her social media sites, her website, and where you can go to purchase her art live. Marcella, go ahead. Yep. So you can see my work on my Instagram. I'm very active. It's Marcella is Painting. And my website is MarcellaColavecchio.com. Uh, and spell Colavecchio for yep. the people. I think you should spell out all of this shit. I know, like, spell out all this shit, please. <laughs> yeah. So, Marcella is painting is M A R C E L L A I S P A I N T I N G. That's for Instagram. And then it's same thing. First name Marcella, M A R C E L L A. Last name Colavecchio, C O L A V E C C H I O dot com. I'm a really good speller. Yeah, Go and shop on her store. Make sure you support, like, share, comment. We will be pushing and promoting Martella for the next week. So for the next seven days, our ATX Starting Social Listeners and our team, if you're following us on Instagram, we'll be able to see her work. We'll be pushing and promoting her work for the next seven days. Yo, is there anything else we're going to leave before we get out of here? Is there any other questions that we want to ask Marcella before we head out? you would like to talk about? Oh, I think we covered a lot. I know you had like a million questions. <laughs> <laughs> that question was solely directed towards Martha. Because Martha was all like, with her, her clipboard, she's like, I have a lot of questions. She was like, I've got lists and lists of questions. Are <laughs> <laughs> going to be contacting you on the side of our list, talking about other projects? Yeah, yeah. There will be some follow-up. For those of y'all who are following us on Patreon, y'all will be able to see some of the footage of the, the market. 
Well, or you can see you can see it um though we're gonna be having the footage and stuff like that follow the market page too right you have a market or is it just gonna be on unknown yeah, collective so follow them yeah that's on instagram see the market you'll be able to check out the market and be keep the update so whenever there's a new market coming martella is doing an awesome job curating these markets i can tell you there's a lot of amazing artists out here for sure is there is anything else atxr substitute we could talk about it. <laughs> I was like, is there? Is there? <laughs> oh, we are at a place where we can say one, two, three, it's, it's all right. right.